Hello, and welcome to Fire and Water, a Zutara podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Frankie. Hey, everyone. Hi, Frankie. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> Life is insane. It's been a while since we've seen each other. I can't wait till we can actually record one of these episodes together. Yeah. And the funny, we're not even, we don't even live that far apart, but it's just far enough where, like... With work and... Yeah, it's insane. And- yeah, so we haven't seen each other in months. Um, but one when day, was the last time we saw each other? <laughs> probably last summer. Was it your birthday? <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> oh goodness, it's been too long. Yeah. Um. So we are very excited to be sitting here recording today. We honestly, we have such a blast recording these episodes, and I hope you guys can tell that in the audio, you know, and how we come across, but we really do. We love discussing Zutara and all things Avatar so much, and we've missed being here and recording more often. We're going to try and put out episodes more often, but... Guys, we tried this week. We tried. Our current work schedules just do not go together well um when i'm not working she's working yeah and vice versa and literally the one time we had the other day to record her internet decided to crap out so it's like it shut down for like three days we were very it's always something (laughs) but we're here we're ready (laughs) we're excited (laughs) and today's episode is going to be fandom wars so as you guys Mm. know this is a i don't want to say controversial but definitely heated topic <laughs> let's know, keep at- it uncontroversial and yes untoxic so, so, in this chat yes everyone so going into this conversation about kind of the history of the fandom culture and how this all started we want it perfectly clear that we love and accept people who ship all ships unless they're like I don't know. Pedophilic. Or like, you know, some kind of like problematic thing. But in regards to the main Avatar ships, you know, Katang, Zuka, Zutara, we don't care what you ship. Not at all. Right. Um, You know, we, this podcast, we made it because we just happened to have a lot of the same passionate opinions about the relationships in the show. And you don't have to agree with us. If you're a huge Katang shipper, you're welcome here. This podcast may not be for you. You might be, like, sitting in your seat like, oh, I so strongly disagree, you know, but if you want to listen and get a different perspective, you're more than welcome to. And that's kind of our whole point about this whole episode is we as a fandom, you know, with the kind of Avatar renaissance, we've seen a huge rise again in the animosity between these groups and how passionate people get behind these Which is very characters. unnecessary. Like, unnecessary. to be clear, like, people are being doxxed, sent death threats. There was one case in another fandom of needles and cookies at a convention. I forget what fandom that was. It was some anime show, I think. Um, but, like, I mean, people have actually been driven to suicide and, um, you know, all sorts of awful things. I I'm happen to be someone who's very sensitive to this. You know, I not only have battled a lot of mental health stuff, but also had my fair share of experiences on both ends with fandom toxicity. And this is something that I really think we need to come together and work to put an end to. Because at the end of the day, what kind of community do we want to be promoting and supporting? What kind of space do we want to offer for new fans and the new generation coming in who just want to share their love of these stories? So Yeah, I think it's very important because it doesn't really... Like, if Katie didn't ship Zutara after she finished Avatar, after I had her watch it, 
if she didn't ship them and she came back to me and was like, I'm the biggest Katang shipper, I would have been like, oh, that's cool, uh, tell me why, and then I would have told her why about Zatara, and that's what it should be for everyone, it shouldn't be like, oh, you're wrong, it should be, here's why I like them, now tell me why you don't, it should be a discussion, not a, an immediate attack. Exactly, and I also, um, you know, would have felt comfortable letting her know that, like, yeah, I disagree with you. I'm a Katang shipper watching it far after her. And this is coming from a perspective of years and years of getting texts and fan art from Frankie ranting about Zutara in The Lost Potential and how much she loves it, you know? So I was aware. And, and I was aware let's <laughs> of how passionate like, she was. <laughs> yeah, let's make something clear here, too, is just because you are passionate and you do believe in one ship does not automatically make you an anti-shipper of the other ship. I'm not anti-Katang. Same. And so to be passionate and saying, no, they should have been together, saying, no, this is why I really wanted them together, that's not saying we hate the other ships. That's just saying it isn't our ship. And I think most fandoms need to realize this in every show and every book. Like, just because you are very passionate about your ship does not mean you're automatically bashing the other ships. It just means it's not your ship. Exactly. And it also depends on what you mean by anti, because I guess you could say, like, I am quote-unquote anti or against Katang being canon in the sense of I personally find them kind of problematic and not... Because of the age. Yeah, and not a healthy example of a relationship, but... I'm okay with people reading that relationship and how it was depicted differently. And I'm not anti people who ship it and think differently right. or against people being able to ship it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still canon. Right. And played a huge part in The Legend of Korra. Like, I have nothing against it. I just don't see it. You know, right. I've yet I've yet to hear an argument from someone on that side that personally swayed me, but they have, you know, every right to that opinion. And you know, that's where I think anti-culture is taken too far, where it goes from I'm personally not a fan of the ship, I'm against this pairing. To becoming to, toxic. I'm against other people's right to have a different opinion and to ship it, which is totally taking things out Ugh. of hand. You're responsible, like, for it your It's one of my biggest pet peeves on Tumblr. To, and the thing to is, see text posts that are like, if you ship this, you're wrong. I'm like, I'm or sorry. Like, or like, if you ship this or support this, block me. And it's like... Look, you can you can have a very strong opinion against something. You can think it's problematic and stuff, but at the end of the day, people, even people in the groups who you think it's problematic against are going to have a different opinion than you. And like, you know, in regards to Zutara, like people claim it's colonialist, which is not a, you know, I'm open to listening to those points, but because of the whole arc of Zuko's character and what he does with the Fire Nation and his goals in the world, I don't view it that way at all. If they had gotten together at yeah. the beginning or something weird, that would be. That um, argument gives yeah. me, like... But, like, the whole <laughs> point is that he grows to fight back against what his nation did against right. the world and becomes a better person and all that. So for that reason, I don't personally view it as colonialist. Right. And, and even, even people when who are that. tons of brown people, and especially brown women, who ship Zutara you know, have gotten crap for that. But on the other hand, you know, Katang shippers have been called, like, pedophiles and all that and stuff, which is just taking it too far on the Zutara yeah, end. Too Zuka far. shippers called, have called Katara 
homophobic. <laughs> I mean, like, there's been all sorts of ridiculous stuff. And ironically, I've also heard from Zuka shippers that um, Zutara is colonialist as well, which is hilarious because it's the same exact thing for your ship. <laughs> there's a bit of sexism in that argument. I feel like if you, if you a little ship, bit. I haven't heard that one. If you ship Sokka and Zuko and your argument for against Zutara is that it's colonialist. I feel like there's a bit of sexism in there too, because it's like Just because Katara's a, a woman. Like, yeah. But <laughs> but our point here, guys, talking about this is like even when she was she first Katie first mentioned the colonialism argument, even though I really don't like that argument and I really don't agree with it, I'm also not going to come right out and be like, no, you're absolutely wrong. And you don't oh. have a right to that argument. Like I'm open to listening to that and even I will though debate I, it with you. Yeah, and even <laughs> though I don't agree with the final conclusion, I do theoretically get where you are coming from. I do. Or even if I don't understand where you're coming from, I'm not going to tell most people that they're just outright wrong. I'll still listen right. and have a, I'll have an informed a, a debate, but I'm not, even if I really 100% don't agree with you, unless it is something seriously problematic like pedophilia or like incest or something like that i'm never gonna just be like no you're absolutely totally wrong <laughs> yeah well that's something like do i think there are some you know it pedophilic is such a loaded word but kind of those yeah. undertones in katang and the way it was conceived and how you know um ing was projected onto by older creators that's weird yeah it's a little bit i'm not like i don't i'm not accusing them of anything serious i don't think they had any malintent but i do personally find some weird undertones there but there are zutara shippers who take it too far and say it is is flat out pedophilic and if you ship it you're a pedophile and stuff and that's absurd yeah and i will always stand against that is a minor you know she's still a minor yeah but she's a minor yeah exactly she's still a minor it's you know, it's not a problematic relationship no. in that way. In terms of the healthiness of the relationship, I think it is, and what's good for them. But right. that is not one of the issues here. I I just think it's a little weird. But you know, no, it's calling not- it pedophilic is like it's just absurd. I definitely think it's absurd. And as a Zutara shipper and someone who posts about it a lot online, I will always make it clear that I stand against that and don't agree with it because there are extremists from all ships, Mm -hmm. you know, who say the things like you described earlier. Yeah. You know, and take things too far. And it's like, like, I ship Zutara. I also like Zuka. Personally, I, I think they Zuka. have. Yeah, I think they have a really fun dynamic. I think it's one of the best things to come out of the Avatar Renaissance. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. It's amazing. Can I just say, as someone who was like, I was young when I first watched the show. I was like eleven, twelve, so I wasn't even on Tumblr, but I was still aware of like how mean people could be talking about Katang and then Zutara, and then to come into the Renaissance in twenty twenty, and not to see like barely any posts to contend with Zucka, I was just like, this is new, and I love it. It was such a breath of fresh air. Even as a Zutara shipper, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yes, give me all of this content and keep the fan words and the toxicity away from me. Exactly. Absolutely. It was so refreshing. It was so refreshing, and for a while, 
Katang versus Zutara stuff was almost completely gone uh, well, in favor of that. Zutara. But now with time, that's, you know, calmed down a little bit and Katang versus Zutara stuff has kind of filled in that space again, unfortunately. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, there will always be haters. There will always be people who, you know, are toxic online. And I mean, we had a huge post made making fun of our podcast. Yeah. You know, with a, you know, picture of our... um icon which we love by the way um shout out uh, to at yukon fox. fox she <laughs> is amazing she made us these two matching icons and that's actually what led us to the idea of this podcast so basically for it was either your birthday or christmas uh frankie has a december birthday so it's really close so i always yeah, forget <laughs> i don't remember which it was <laughs> but for one of those things i got her the matching um firebender icon because you know i'm a waterbender she's a firebender and i saw these two together so cute so matching and so beautiful and i was just like fire and water and it came together i was like what if we turned this into an icon for a zutara podcast and talked about this thing that we're so passionate about and it just came together you know Mm -hmm. you have another amazing new icon for your main blog made by her as well yes Um, i do you know, At Shadow so, Queen D'Angelo. Yeah, and we're also starting to feature Zutara fan art on our Instagram page at Zutara Podcast. So shout out to the Instagram page. We just started it and we hope to uh, create a Discord server soon. That's something that I would love to do. I actually haven't talked to Frankie about this. That at all. will mostly be in that will mostly be in Katie's domain. <laughs> I don't have much interest in Discord server. I'm a much more um Private isn't the word, but you know what I'm saying, Katie. Yeah, like, I just Katie think it are, could be fun to bring yeah. together a community, and Discord isn't really my thing either, but we'll continue to promote on Instagram and on Tumblr, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just trying to, to promote a community of yeah. acceptance, and, you know, no that's, matter what you ship, no matter who you are, you're welcome here. That's really important And that's important what we were trying to do with this podcast, and so I do want to address... The post that was made just once, I'm only going to address it once uh, because I don't get into all of that stuff. I don't care enough to. But uh, yes, there was a post made, uh, like Katie mentioned, making fun, I would say, of yeah. the blog. Um, the I'm podcast. not going to say posted it. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm not sure if they took it the wrong way or if they were going out of their way to take it the wrong way. Basically, all we've ever wanted to do here is just promote acceptance. And the the podcast they had a problem was with the, was the podcast where we were talking about Maiko and yeah. we just we find their relationship. We don't ship it, and I thought we were very respectful in how we talked about it. We said we don't care if you ship it; that's fine. We said. You can love them. We just don't ship them. We said we like uh, we like both characters a lot. We love both characters. It has nothing to do with that. We were very respectful, I felt like. And so they came in and they made fun of that. And I just want to say that's not what we're here for. Please don't spread hate uh, and just be aware of what you're posting. Because all we want to do is have acceptance here, even if we are a Zutara podcast. We don't care who you ship. Just have a nice conversation with us, we'll have a nice conversation back, and that's all I want to say about it. Yeah, and frankly, um, you know, I don't even remember who made it, just um, one of the people, a big blog, who reblogged it, because I have dealt with some stuff with this person in the past, um, you know, and basically, they were, like, talking about, like, wow, a whole 40-something minute episode on Mako and stuff, making making fun of it, and 
I'm just sitting here like, okay, if it's not for you, that's fine. But if you listen to our podcast, you would know that it's actually, you know, intellectual discussion and analysis and discussing of opinions. It's not bashing. It's not, you know, like there is a reason the episodes are as long as they are. We record, we talk within the ballpark of kind of how long the episodes have been to, you know, keep some consistency. But we just talk until there's nothing more to talk about. We don't have like a strict time or anything all the episodes are different lengths you know we really enjoy talking about this stuff and so we talk until we're we run out of things to say because we just really do enjoy analyzing this show and the characters and the relationships exactly you know and in the future there might be smaller shorter episodes that kind of are little micro more specific topics um Mm -hmm. you know something like Katara's necklace maybe for example in the history of that um because there are some Zutara connections there, you know, people make a lot of jokes, um, <laughs> you know, or even about like June being the Zutara fandom mom, you know, smaller, more specific topics like that, that we might cover. Mm-hmm. We might end up having kind of smaller micro episodes on that that are closer to maybe 15, 20 minutes long. If we want, you know, it's like I said, it's just we sit down. We talk. It's very casual. There's no calculated, like, agenda here. We just share our opinions. You know, we happen to have a lot of similar opinions in the areas that we're discussing. Mm -hmm. But we don't always have the same opinion, and that's okay. And in other areas of Avatar, we have some differing opinions, for sure. Um, Yeah. I, for one, (laughs) am much more passionate about Legend of Korra ships than you are, I would say, by far. Like, Depends on... Depends on the ships. Like I saw me, you you're a very big Korosami shipper, whereas you're right, I don't a lot of Kora ships I'm not I don't feel as much. I do ship Korosami. Uh I do, but I'm not like they're not my OTP like they could be for Katie. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love Korosami and I'm also uh slowly bringing you to the Wuko side. <laughs> no, I was already Wuko. I was already Wuko. I've been Wuko. I ship Wuko I... more than I ship Korsami just because I Loki do as well. The thought <laughs> of Mako having to deal with Wu for the rest of his life fills me with so much joy. Same, same. It oh just, my goodness, it makes me happy. They're they're uh, dynamic. But anyways, we're getting off track. <laughs> we just we just I just want to say right. That's what we have to say about it. We're not here to spread hate. We yeah. really are just here to spread love. So don't go looking for that post. Don't go and try and comment on anything. We don't want that at all we just want to do our own thing we want to be left alone and that's all i want to say about it and i don't want to spread any hate to anyone so yeah yeah and, and we also all. don't don't want any hate being directed to or by any fans you know of the podcast i mean we're small you know we don't have like a huge yeah. fan i don't i don't know what you would say like you know listening body fan body right. you know group of people who listen to the show we're small um we're small blogs this is a small podcast we're fully aware of that but for any of you who are consistent listeners first of all thank you we're glad you're enjoying the show yeah i honestly i would not listen to myself talk for eight hours so god <laughs> uh yeah i'm the one who does the editing so that's freaking hilarious <laughs> She knew. She knew when we started this podcast too. She um she told me she goes, "Don't worry." She goes, "You will not have to edit because she knows I can't stand that sort of thing." So I she was edit, like, upload, you don't have to I do, do everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh goodness, but I I took that on because I enjoy it and I actually love audio editing, just not I- listening to my godforsaken awful voice. Um, 
Huh? Yeah. Okay, back on track again. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so that was a small little thing, but like I said, we just want to promote a, you know, non-toxic, happy environment where all people feel welcome and where we can have yeah. productive, meaningful conversation about these relationships and I think a, in the show. A good place to bring that up would be this episode since we are talking about fan wars. It is a good place to say, you know what? No hate, just love and that's it. You know, and the thing that gets me about this is the stem of it all. You know, it's it's no secret that neither of us are huge fans of Bright. Um, I'm not particularly excited about Avatar Studios. I'm not a fan of a lot of their behavior. I, I respect Bright and some of their most recent decisions, especially involving Netflix, but I don't necessarily like them as same. creators. Same. And I you know, wish nothing against them. And yep. I hope they do a fantastic job with Avatar Studios. I hope it's a success. I I mean, I have always applauded their strengths in regards to world building and cultural representation because they are very good at that. Yes, they but are I, you know, am just not personally the <clears throat> biggest fan. And I have always believed that, you know, the way I've always summed it up is Legend of Korra. Um, I, I'll put it this way. Not not that. I mean, maybe a little bit at the end. A little bit. <laughs> um, but the Dragon Prince, to me, was Aaron Eha's head writer, has always felt more the spiritual successor to Avatar The Last Airbender than Legend of Korra. There was just a little something missing there. And I love Korra. Like, if you go to my blog, I, you know, post almost equal Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra content. I am Korra's number one defendant. I mean, I... I love Korra. I love it too but there is definitely a spirit to the dragon prince that's kind of missing from Korra a certain heart that tells me that it was really Aaron Ehas behind that not Break because he's the underlying consistent factor mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's no secret that we're not huge fans and um you know I think it really should be discussed how the Zutara versus Katang ship wars the stem of it all how it got started was really crafted by the creators and behind the scenes marketing because that is isn't it always marketing (laughs) uh yeah in a lot of ways i mean in so many ways avatar was like the you know like preempt to what we see in modern fandom culture with a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff going on it's a totally different world out there and avatar i guess was one of the first fandoms when like You know, the internet was becoming really widespread along with Harry Potter while the movies were coming out. And there was a lot of Zutara teasing. There was a lot of tension. It was crazy. There's been actual violence and attacks at cons and stuff. I mean, my goodness, people. (sighs) And this has been going on for years. And, you know, obviously this reigniting of the show. um, Oh, excuse me, not reigniting. But this... Uh, renaissance, you know, yeah, resurgence of popularity of the show has obviously reignited all that. Yeah, there's there and the creators didn't help in the way that. Well, there's obviously a divide between um, even the voice actors and the writers, and then Bright, e- the Ehazes were very vocal about wanting a Zutara ending. Bright was vocal about not. Half of the voice actors wanted Katang, half of the voice actors wanted Zutara. It was a very, even in the production team, it was just split. You could just, and you could tell it was split. (laughs) I mean, 
I'm mostly with you there on that, although I would argue that more than half of the voice actors wanted Zutara. I They did. I was being dramatic, <laughs> but you're right. Um, <laughs> a lot of the main cast has come out as... Dante Basco's my spirit animal. Oh my god, Dante and May. talks about yes. Zutara. But god. also, like... Jenny, <laughs> I don't know where we're you're biased. I am very biased, and I will fully admit that. Um, is Suki your favorite character now? Solely, like not solely, like obviously, love. She Suki, was but before. Is she, is she, but it must have like skyrocketed her. To, yeah, like, yeah. Of course it did. Different, of course it super did. Human level status. Because <laughs> Katie is friends with um, Jenny Kwan, who voiced. Suki. I am. I ran Suki week with her. I sometimes work as her assistant and I'll hopefully be going out um, to meet her in person soon. Um, That's, you know, nothing will be said about that beyond that, though, because, like, you know, we don't know for COVID reasons if it can happen, what our schedules will be, and Obviously, I'm not telling y'all if I'm when or if I'm going out there for sure. But, um, you know, I do work as her assistant somewhat. And I absolutely love her. She has been a huge inspiration and support for me this past year. And I'm absolutely biased. <laughs> <laughs> I love Suki with all my heart. And now when I see her, I also see all my love for Jenny. And I'm just like, oh, queen. If there is queen. one character in Avatar, I feel like I'm actually the most like, it's Suki. A little bit. I, can I feel see like that. I have Suki's, like, no-nonsense attitude, but I'm also, like, a mom friend in a way. So, but, you're but also- not Katara's, not Katara's mom friend vibe, like, like, <laughs> I don't know, but Suki's the one that I'm most like, I could be Suki, whereas with Toph or Katara or Zula, I'm like, no, too many different traits, it doesn't work. <laughs> I have no idea who I would be, no idea. Sokka. I'm not funny enough to be Sokka. I'm way... Th- I mean... Oh, but no, he is but you tight. have his oh. sarcastic personality. You yeah. have his, like... his. You guys' brain works the same way. You both it deal in logic. Bit. It does a little no, bit. You have you have Sokka's logical side, and then you have Katara's emotional, like, emotional breakdown side. side. You have both of them. But also, the like, on every Avatar quiz, I get Zuko, because I'm just an emotional bitch. Except you're just <laughs> not Zuko. Maybe emo-wise... But you're I'm not really Zuko not. at all. <laughs> I'm missing a certain. And guess. I lo- Zuko's my favorite character, guys. But if I was Zuko, I would actually have to like jump into a moving body of water because his emotions. <laughs> I yeah, am the least uh, like emotional driven person you'll ever meet. Uh, I would I would die. Oh yeah, I am missing a certain angst. And like special kind of angst to be Zuko or for Zuko. sure. God, that's just trauma. That's just childhood trauma. It that's is. the angst you're missing. Like severe childhood trauma. Well, I'm glad I'm missing that. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I feel very lucky. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely an odd mix. But um that could actually be a fun episode to do now that I think about it. Like, let's take just quizzes. take random avatar quizzes. Right? Throughout yeah. the episode. Yeah. Guys, let see. us know if you want to hear us take these really <laughs> weird random avatar quizzes. That's and then you will hear us argue about them because we will argue about half of the ones we get. Oh my gosh. Definitely. I mean, I get something different every time. I'm such a mix. Like, you know. And I, I'm one of those people on like BuzzFeed quizzes. If there's ever one, I don't that I'm- trust BuzzFeed. I don't, but also if there's ever ones that I'm kind of like choosing between two options for a couple questions, really unsure, I'll go back and retake it again with the answer I didn't choose, you know, the other choice yeah. to see if it no, changes my this. result. 
you guys don't understand. We're on a group chat with two other people uh, who, if they're listening, you know who you are. We love you. You're so cute. I know uh, one of them is. <laughs> we'll literally send, someone will send a quiz and then it's literally an hour of us all taking the quiz like three different times with our second and third choices and then getting them being like well I actually think I'm this one no I think I'm (laughs) this one and I'm the person in the back end that's just like we're all the first one we got we are the first one (laughs) it's like it's like Harry Potter house sorting quizzes it's like I'm uh, a Slytherin Ravenclaw (laughs) happily a Slytherin thank god (laughs) we are a dangerous Slytherclaw duo if Katie and I were dating, we would take over this entire We thing. would! <laughs> oh my goodness. Alas, Frankie's boyfriend is a wee Hufflepuff boy, I would say. Actually, maybe Problem. Ravenclaw. He has some stupid Gryffindor qualities, but... <laughs> okay, but is, is that Gryffindor, annoying. or is that just men? <laughs> uh, actually, if he was a Gryffindor, he'd let me, like, kiss a girl, so he's not a Gryffindor. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he knows I want, I'm like, oh, she's cute, I want to kiss her. And he's like, you, we're, no, not while we're dating. And I'm like, damn it. Uh, that's a frequent conversation. But anyway, so no, oh I don't know goodness. what he is. I'll make, I'll make him take it. But anyway, we yeah, have gotten off topic. Please do, I'd be curious. But that's funny. I'm I knew sorry. him and was directing him in theater when he was a, a wee middle school lamb, so I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, uh. The good days when we live close together. Anyways, <laughs> we are guys, just going this on. this is what we mean, guys, when we say we're just doing this for fun. We're just talking. <laughs> like, we literally, obviously, have no schedule. We have no filter. We talk about what we want. And if it doesn't relate to Avatar anymore, we're sorry, okay? We're so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm choking on my breath here. Oh, my God. We just, we can't keep a straight conversation. We always go on tangents. But you know what? It's authentic. It gives the episode some spice, some unexpected fun. It's fun. Deal with it. (laughs) Guys, at this point, we've made like eight episodes of Zutara. We couldn't just talk about Zutara the entire time. I feel like you would get bored. We have to spice it up Yeah, it's, you know, the topics are more kind of gateways into broader conversation was kind of that focus, but... Right. Yeah. So, um, Frankie, one thing I would like to talk to you about is what has your experience been like being there from the beginning as a Zutara shipper? Uh, like I said, I did not, obviously I'm a, I'm a 2000s baby, so I wasn't born how kids have been born for the past 10 years or so where, you know, you just grow up online. So I didn't find Avatar until the, I was 11 or 12 and I still wasn't on Tumblr, I wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't on Instagram, you know, it wasn't, the culture wasn't like that eight, nine years ago. So, it was different, but I was still aware of the arguments, and then especially when I did join Tumblr, uh, when I was 14, I, one of the first things I started looking up was obviously Avatar fan art and things like that, because I realized what Tumblr was, and, uh, then that's when I really realized, like, oh, this is actually an issue on here. And I actually stayed away from a lot of Zutara tags just because reading through them made me irritated. Not just from, like, 
Katang shippers or Zutara shippers, everyone, because all it wouldn't be any of the cute posts or the funny posts. It was all like, this is why they should have gotten together or this is why they shouldn't have. And after a while, it just really puts you in a bad headspace if this thing that you really love and connected with has just become so toxic because of different people telling you what you should feel so and i'm when it becomes a pride thing like you have to defend it in your honor no pun intended you know right and and so (laughs) as a 15 year old freshman i just didn't want to deal with it so i actually stayed away from it for a while until i was maybe 16 17 and that's when i started really texting katie about like different fan arts again and then obviously in 2020 it came out but yeah no it's, it was, I stayed away from it for a while just because I did not want to deal with all the, like, people around it. And especially, I think another point to address here is fan wars. You don't know who you're talking to online. Like no, I said, I was, I was 15. You could literally be arguing with a child and calling them names and not know it and not well, realize sadly, how. sadly, a lot of the very toxic people, they live on Twitter a lot. Um, you know, which is why I just got off of Twitter. Um, I yeah. Mean, after I was hacked, but that's a whole. I have a BTS worms. account, and that's it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but e- even before I, um, you know, officially left for some serious reasons, I had kind of stopped posting because it was just so toxic. And a lot of the people, sadly, engaging in this behavior are the younger people. You know, telling people how they're allowed to think, and you know, being anti's and stuff, and doxing people i mean yeah. all this awful behavior away at that point you have to just walk away well because they don't have the maturity right well and also because you cannot as a 20 year old you cannot argue with a 15 year old no it's not right in any capacity if you do not if they're not a member of your family it is not your job to argue with a child and it could hurt it could damage their self-confidence it's not helping you any you're you almost become the bully in that instance even if you're not doing anything wrong you just have to walk away from that situation Mm -hmm. and that is something i had to learn firsthand but i mean 20 years old you're looking at getting out of college maybe you know or you know in any capacity going out into the real world getting your life started compared to 15 years old sophomore in high school like think about that you know, as a sophomore, or I mean, freshman, yeah, you're basically fresh out of middle school, uh, middle school, middle school. Still, I mean, my <laughs> goodness, it is that. You know, that's just one example. But the point is, these maturity gaps of who is interacting online are huge, and you really need to know who you're talking to and who you're engaging with, and be careful. Like I said, people have been harmed and even killed by this stuff and this behavior. Um, yeah, you know, we had someone. I I know reblog that post about us and you know have a whole bunch of hateful anti Zutara tags and stuff and it just when you surround yourself with that I think a lot of people feel like they're doing it for some greater good like they're a warrior for their ship or something but on any end it's unnecessary and the fact of the matter is when you start being all about your hate for the other ship compared to your love for your ship Right. There's a problem here, and that's creating a really negative environment for people, and especially new fans who want to come in. I have a whole bunch of little cousins who, after Avatar was put on Netflix, they watched it. I'm talking middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. They discovered it for the first time, and when we would go to family events, um, I mean, 
there was only a few because, you know, the COVID. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we went to family events and all that, we would talk about it and they just loved it and loved getting to discover this amazing show that was new to them and getting that access from the new generation. And I'm sitting here like, I would hate for this to be the culture that some of them would have to go on to line to. Like, I yeah. don't want them, you know, they're not quite at the age where they would be online, but they're approaching it. You know, some of them are in early high mm -hmm. school and stuff. They're at that 14-year-old age around there. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my gosh, if they decide to go online and enter into all this, like, I want to shield them from that. You know, I... I don't want that them to take that all in, that negativity, because it really takes a toll on you mentally. Like, I cannot emphasize this enough, how harmful this behavior and rhetoric can be and toxic fandom can be, because not only does it, is it just bullying, flat out, mm -hmm. so much of it is just bullying, but also the toll it takes it takes in really spoiling some of your favorite stories. I've had that happen to me. Like, a lot of people with what's happened in recent years kind of feel like Harry Potter's been ruined and spoiled for them. That can happen to people with, you know, due to this fandom behavior. There's, I dealt with something online this past year in a certain fandom. I, you know, I was on both sides of things and I learned and grew a lot from it. I'm not going to say which fandom, but that whole experience and, you know, being blocked by a lot of the fandom, sometimes fairly, sometimes if you ask me unfairly. Um, mm. Some things were true, some things weren't that were being said. You know, it's a whole mess. But long story short, it very much has soiled that show for me. It has, you know, I've tried to rewatch yeah. it again and I'm still just not ready. Almost a year later, like, I just get down thinking about everything that happened. Don't do that to people. Yeah. Just think before you type. It is so easy to hide behind a screen. Fortunately... I've been able to stay rather anonymous uh, on Tumblr and online where I do keep my nose out of things. I don't get involved. And even on Tumblr, I don't have, I mean, I have mutuals, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to create friendships online just because uh, I know how strenuous. And that sadly, so that's been, also, um, that's how it started with me, too. I'll, ju right, I'll just say that. And that can lead very, to a lot of that stuff. It's very uh, hard to grow very. up online. Very, and, very you know, hard. I've been very lucky to keep myself out of most of it. I hope I continue to do so. Me, too. Cause me, too. It was a huge learning experience. You know, I'd never, I had always, like, been out of drama and all that worked very hard. Um, You know, but it's like, you know, I made a mistake. And it's that's how it is with this. You know, all eyes are on you all around the world sometimes mm -hmm. on the internet and you know it you make a mistake and you know you can fall into these situations and that's what happened to me and you have to be very careful and tread very lightly you know I have a naturally very aggressive personality like all the things I'm promoting here do not come naturally to me and if they don't to you that's okay just if you're doing the work you know, trying to better your faults and make sure you're not harming others. That's what's important. If you're getting help you need, if you need help, that's something I had to realize as well. Um, all of this stuff, because like I said, especially, you know, as someone who's mentally ill, um, mm -hmm. you know, and not to be serious, but who 
um, has dealt with being suicidal um, in the past. I, if you are someone like, I will speak directly to you here. If you are listening to this episode and you fit one of those categories, I will warn you. If you are going into these spaces, being that emotionally vulnerable in that Mm. position, you have to be extra careful because this stuff will get to you even more. And not only can it hurt you more, but it can also lead you to hurt other people more in your reaction because of where you are at with your mental health. And I cannot stress that enough. Just look out for yourself. And, you know, it's so easy to fall into these toxic cycles. So, yeah. I, I've been on Tumblr and online for s- six years now, and I have very thick skin, and it's probably one of the only reasons I have never really dealt with something like that, because I don't let it bother me. So if you are like me, maybe you will be fine. Uh, Better Katie equipped. and I, Katie has is much more... In I'm, tune with I'm much more emotional and I'm much more yeah. emotionally vulnerable and still but you know I like I said hurt people hurt people and that's honestly like the biggest thing for me um in your reaction to things if you get hurt it's especially if you're already starting from a vulnerable place it is so easy to like I said fall into these cycles and hurt and yes. mentally manipulate and abuse other people which is what I Especially had to step back and realize I was doing. A- absolutely. And, you know, for both your sake and everyone else's sake, you need to step back, get the help you need. But if you're just starting, take precautions, set your limits. You have every right to and do your best, you know, and also make sure you have someone there to talk to if anything does happen. That's, yeah. you know, I had to build up a network myself. Um But if you're listening to this and you're just, you know, if you're younger, if you're just entering the Avatar fandom, we don't want to scare you. But it's just the reality that the... look You just need to be careful. The internet is an extremist double-edged sword. It can be absolutely fantastic and life-changing in the best of ways, but it can also be very dangerous. And with this show, you know, like I said, yes, we focus on Zutara. We happen to be Zutara shippers, but we really want to promote that environment of Zutara shippers and Katang shippers, we're not enemies. We both love the same show here. We just have different opinions, and let's discuss that. You know, I I have a friend um, who, and if she's listening, <laughs> um, she'll know exactly who she is, who is a huge Katang shipper and has totally different opinions than me. And over text, we have had, you know, productive conversations like, and even then, with a friend, things can get tense because, like, you're constantly worried. Oh, my gosh, you know, will I say the wrong thing or something? You know, and when both people are so passionate and it comes to a head, but we're able to have productive conversations, you know, discussing the narrative and try and, like, share our points and all that and why we, we feel and read the story the way we do. All that kind of stuff. We've been able to find a lot of common ground in the middle, you know. That's the kind of thing that we should be encouraging. Let's discuss this story and the characters that we love. Let's yeah. not view each other as enemies. Because that a very, is... A very mature thing to do sometimes is to just shut up and take a step back. Even if you're not in the wrong, it's yeah. just... Even even if you're reading a you know take, so to speak, or made a, that you're just sitting back and biting your tongue like you so strongly disagree with, you're like... 
Or do I have some things to say to this? If you are too emotional in that moment to not add to it in only a responsible and productive manner, don't. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy to hide behind a screen, forgetting that there's a real person on the other side. They're real people with feelings who your words stay with forever. I, some of the things that were said and done to me, attacking my personal vulnerabilities, um, things like, you know, this stuff gets serious, as serious as I was suicide baited, you know, told to kill myself, death threats. I mean, I was doxxed. Um, you know, that's the more serious end of things. But I am far from the only person who has experienced that. And like I said, I ha- learned a lot from this experience. But, you know. Yeah. And Katie isn't telling you all this so that you can be social justice warrior. She's not saying, oh, find this person and rail against them. Yeah, no, I've. She's not trying to start anything up. I'm just saying this in case someone does I'm not listen to who this. It is. <laughs> right. In case someone is listening to this and is uh, going to try and maybe pick a fight with what Katie's saying right now, I'm here to stop it yeah. <laughs> right now. No, if you, if you are someone who was listening, because I will say there is quite a bit of crossover between the fandom in which this happened in and Avatar, if you That's are someone who, I'm saying yeah, this. yeah, uh, who is listening, who knows exactly what happened, um, and you go off and try to continue anything, because this has been moved past for months I'm just sharing my story as you know and what I've learned from this you know to help other people not have to go through the same thing and also help other people build up the knowledge they need to also not hurt others because that is something not trying to start anything right now yeah so if you go out and start anything we do not condone it I do not condone it I wish nothing but the best for all sides involved in the situation But I'm using my example just to tell you guys how quickly this can get out of hand and how careful you have to be. Even the best, you know, of people this can happen to. And, um, yeah, it's really just, you know, I think we need to take a step back and say, what kind of community do we want to be? What do we want Mm -hmm. to promote? And I, for one, want that to be a place of love and acceptance and, you know, just mature intellectual discussion and debate, you know, furthering our knowledge of this story. And that is something that I think largely has been lost for quite some time because it gets taken so personally and, you know, other people's opinions are like seen as an attack on your opinion and your intellect and all that. And it's like, you just can't. You just have to realize that human beings are different. We view things differently. We read things differently. And we are allowed to have different opinions, especially with, and I cannot stress this enough, ships over cartoon fictional characters. Characters. (laughs) You know, I, when... Fandom has gotten to the point where all the serious stuff has been happening. I mean, like I said, death threats, people being told to kill themselves, losing their jobs. Like, actual animators have lost their jobs on shows from the fandom of the show they were on. Stuff like that. Over, like I said, these fictional characters and stories. It We need to take a step back and say, okay, what are we doing here? And what example do we yeah. want to lead? Because... It is just absolutely absurd, some of the stuff that happens. Absolutely crazy. And on that note, it's been... This is a very heavy episode, obviously. But it was bound to be with a title like Fan Wars, so... (laughs) 
uh, yeah, it was meant to be a heavier episode uh, with a lot of more serious discussion, uh, but I think it was necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think we can end it here soonish. I think, I think we can. I think we have kind of... Anything more would be dwelling a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Um, and this is the kind of thing we're talking about. We kind of just talk until we're naturally like, okay, there's nothing more to say. We're done here. Um, you know, I think we have already, you know, repeated a bit and emphasized, you know, our main points here of spread love, don't be hateful, and yeah. let's create a, you know, happy environment for everyone in fandom because everyone deserves the right to... In Love and fandom. discuss their favorite stories in peace. In all fandom, not just Avatar. Lord knows how many fandoms I'm a part of where there's toxic behavior. Oh, gosh, <laughs> so many. And oddly enough, mostly in cartoon fandoms is where it's the worst. It's weird. It's strange. It is so weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, Shout out to Tales of Arcadia fandom for being, like, the only fandom I know where that is not the case. It's because everyone <laughs> agrees on everything. There's barely anything to disagree there, over. There is, like, no discourse in, in TOA fandom. My goodness. Can't wait for the movie. Maybe we'll do and a- on that note. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, before we go on another tangent. We just love animation, okay? <laughs> all right. That'll be all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think um, about our kind of opinions on all this and how you feel about what's going on in fandom currently, what we can do to kind of help. And as always, happy Zutar shipping, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Have a nice day. Bye.